Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, let's see if we remember how to do this. Happy New Year! Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Got four new affiliates to start 2024. Hartford, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sheridan, Wyoming. Fox Sports 97.9, Fox Sports 1300, Fox Sports 970, and Fox Sports 106.3. Gang's here, ready to go. Your phone calls, we weren't here yesterday, but we normally do Mondays. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We move it to today. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. A lot to recap. We'll check in with uh, Rick Neuheisel. He was there at the Rose Bowl last night for CBS Sports. We'll talk to uh, Dean Blandino, Fox NFL rules analyst, Devin McCourty of NBC Sports, former defensive back, will join us coming up as well. This program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. They have a car waiting for you. The vehicle is all electric, the feeling all Mercedes. Learn more at uh, mbusa.com slash eqe dash suv. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do so. You can watch all three hours of this program. And our radio affiliates now numbering nearly 400 cities around the country. Michigan moves into the national title game in dramatic fashion over Alabama. Washington holds off Texas. And so you have that matchup coming up next Monday night. And in case you're wondering, DraftKings has the uh, line on the game. It's Michigan minus four and a half against Washington as we continue to disrespect Washington and Michael Penix Jr. the third do love watching that offense I don't know if they have the manpower defensively to stop Michigan in their running game but we have plenty of time to dissect that but people are still going to underestimate Washington and they did last night although those games could have gone either way I mean Texas could have won that game and certainly Alabama, if uh, Milrow follows his lineman, he might have a pretty good chance getting into the end zone. But uh, Washington and Michigan will play for the national title. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Seton will be handling the uh, poll questions, as he always does. And uh, what are you thinking about starting with, Seton? Well, Dan, there's only one place to start after such a great week off. Who had the worst week? Oh, no. 
of us? Uh, oh, no, we could do that hour, too, oh, if you uh, want to do who had the worst week out of the five of us. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. All right. Um, Paulie submitted this one. Who had the worst Ooh. week? The Philadelphia Eagles. The, uh, well, the Broncos slash Russell Wilson, Ooh. although I think one side of that is having yeah. a more negative effect. Yeah. Yeah. Panthers owner David Tepper, he didn't have a good week. No. <laughs> You know when 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 somebody says it's a whole new meaning to hey drinks are on the house no no you can't be doing that to everybody in there yeah. I'm sorry little David it's so hard being a billionaire I'm so mad at this <laughs> you know when you you have okay so he's a billionaire. The fans can't go into your boardroom you know when you're a billionaire hedge fund guy and and chant your name or make fun of you and he was. He threw a drink out, open air skybox there, and uh, he threw it on the fans. Reportedly threw it on some fans there who were probably making fun of him and his uh, putrid team, the Carolina Panthers there. So I'm going to guess the NFL probably would like to talk to him if they haven't already talked to David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers. Yes, Paul. You guys are so negative. What I saw there was a billionaire owner at the Panthers generously giving out free drinks to enthusiastic visiting fans. That's how they got to spin okay. it. Okay. Right. Community <laughs> outreach. Good. You know, he just wants to connect with fans. Do you think that he just said, drinks are on the house, yeah. and then he threw it, and then he walked out there? The NFL is investigating, as you <laughs> might expect. Well, the NFL also investigating the uh, referees, yeah. I think, because they didn't have a good time either. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they did not. We'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on. Yeah. All right. Anything else? It's, it's, you know, Philadelphia, if if you have a losing streak like this, or a rough patch, as we like to say, and it's November, then you can go, okay, they have plenty of time to right the ship. They don't have any time. What that Losing to Arizona, and you're going, what is going on here? You guys are supposed to be good. What else do you have, Seton? Well, you know what? Why don't we jump back to college football real quick? Uh, we could go with who should be playing in the national championship game. Michigan and Washington or Georgia and whoever else. <laughs> I still think nobody is really focused on Georgia getting hosed here. Because I know Florida State went undefeated. Uh, but to me, Georgia... You know, you have a history there. They had won 29 in a row, back-to-back national titles. Neutral field, lost to Alabama. I, okay. You know, Florida State, I get it, but nobody talks about Georgia. Yes, Eden. I get that Florida State had their, like, B team show up. I get that they didn't really bring anybody. No. And I get that the game didn't mean anything, and I get that this is recency bias. But, but. I feel like Georgia would absolutely destroy either Michigan or Washington. They would absolutely pummel them. Okay. But that's just based on that one game where they ran over, essentially, <laughs> a bunch of high school seniors or something. Yeah, right. And walk-ons. But you know what's <laughs> happening in these bowl games that don't mean anything for these teams? It's like the spring game. Like You tune in to see what, what your team's going to be like next year because these kids are you know in the transfer portal or they're getting ready for the NFL draft. But this is where I go back to the playoff games next year. Now the bowl games will be intact. They'll mean something. They don't mean anything when there's only two, you know, there's two games here. But you're going to get some players who are going to stay because the games are going to mean something and they're going to want to play in those games. Therefore, some of these bowl games that nobody cared about, 
I mean, I'm watching Oregon yesterday, and I'm going, why am I watching this game? It wasn't any good. I'm watching Iowa and Tennessee, and then my wife walks by, and she goes, ooh, why are you watching this? And I go, I have no idea, hon. 35 to nothing, I don't know. I, I think I started watching a cooking show, because I thought, <laughs> all right, there might be more drama or scoring. in a, kicking, a cooking show. Yes, Seton. Liberty had a guy named uh, Jalen Jimerson. That was a big highlight for me. <laughs> that's a, that's somebody who's related to Jimmy Jimerson? Uh, uh, yes, this is the uh, good nephew. Yeah. LSU was interesting, I guess. I mean, it was at least close, Wisconsin, LSU. But you are tuning in to see who's going to be on your team next year. I would love if they moved the transfer portal to at least after – you know, last night's game. Let's say you start today and you got 10 days transfer portal. Or you wait until next Tuesday at this time, after the national title game. Because maybe, you know, these kids will want to play, showcase their talents one more time to go into the transfer portal. But watching these bowl games, I mean, what a disaster for college football. They so over or underread maybe what was going to happen. Or the value of these bowl games. Remember, we were, we had to protect the sanctity of the pageantry of the bowl games. That's why we wouldn't have a playoff. Okay. Nobody cares about these bowl games. And, and, you know, these sponsors are going to go, well, nobody's watching. I wonder what's going to happen with these sponsors with these bowl games. Now, granted, there are times you tune in because, wait, they named a bowl game what? And then I'll tune in just to see what the product is. Or there's a mascot. I did like the Pop-Tart bowl. Nice. I thought it was good. Big hit. Yeah, it was. The Pop-Tart was a big hit. Are you going to have more things that are edible? Like more edible bowl game mascots? Because I think that would be awesome. Like a hot dog, you know? Hebrew National. (laughs) Yes, Don. I think the Cheez-It mascot went out of its way to say, don't start biting into me because I am not edible. I know he did. He did or she did. Like, hey, uh, teeth off. She's a, a little underappreciated right now. Like uh, they're kind of the OG that people have forgotten about. Yes, Marvin. Just the edibles bowl. Ooh, okay. People might be moving a little bit slower than I like expected, that. but I like that. Yeah. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Big bowl of edibles. Snoop Dogg's edibles bowl. Let's I, go. I saw where Snoop's going to work for NBC in the Olympics in Paris. He, he's actually going to be, you know, one of their announcers. What what sport? I don't <laughs> more lifestyle. I think content. no. I more I, lifestyle I, I think he's. I think he's going to be at the desk. I think I. I have no idea what they're doing. The bag is it? It's just a baguette. <laughs> yeah, Snoop. Snoop's going to work the Olympics <laughs> in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You saw that. That's on your bingo card. All right. Anything else there? Seat no counter. A creme brulee talk. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, we'll uh, play Jim Harbaugh's sound from last night. You talk about an Irish goodbye. He was able to do the uh, one question, see ya. Here, you want to talk to this guy. You don't want to talk about his future at all. He's, you know, I love how he loves his alma mater. The Michigan fans say he loves his alma mater. While he's trying to leverage whatever he's leveraging with the NFL or Michigan to help him with his next job. But he loves his alma mater. He loves his alma mater, sign the deal. Great money. Sign the deal. You love your alma mater. That's why I still think he's going to the NFL. 
I think he's going to the Chargers. Still feel that. Yes, Don. You think the outcome next Monday night plays any role? Win and you want to try to go back-to-back, lose, you want to come back and win one, or has nothing to do with the, the better NFL opportunity? I have no idea. There's nobody like Jim Hornball. He is quirky, he's odd, uh, but he's great at one thing. I mean, he's great at coaching football. But we'll uh, hear from Jim Harbaugh coming up. But he, I just see him West Coast again. Did it at Stanford, did it with the Niners, did it in San Diego when he started his uh, college career uh, as a coach. Oh, I just feel like he's headed back out there and uh, no matter what happens next Monday night. But they are favored by, by four and a half. And he did call J.J. McCarthy the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time, which factually isn't true. Uh, you know, Chad Henney, if you want to have stats, look Ooh. at Chad Henney's stats. Chad Henney put up some really big numbers. And Brian Greasy did win a national championship when he was there at Michigan. But uh, he did. Uh, sh- that his quarterback is so great that I don't think he threw a pass in the second half against Penn State when they ran the football. But, you know, he's on the national stage here next Monday night. And so is Michael Penix Jr., the third, who looked wonderful last night. Yes, Marvin. Has Michigan had enough great college quarterbacks to make it seem like it's the USC greatest quarterback? No. no. <laughs> or Notre Dame's greatest quarterback ever? No, they had really good... Elvis Gerback? Yes, they had really good college quarterbacks. Really good. Uh, not great, but really good. Yes. I mean, they were a running team for such a long time. Yes, Mark. And um, Jim Harbaugh said... Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't a great quarterback at Michigan. No. And he just kept saying, you know, he's got to work his way to be Tom Brady's life. I was like, let's stop using Tom Brady in any conversation regarding a quarterback at any time. I don't care if he wears number 12. I don't care if he went to Michigan. Let's stop doing that. Let's just stop putting, oh, you know what? Brock Purdy, he's got a little Brady in him. Stop doing that. (laughs) Go ahead. Back to you. Yeah. Brady Quinn. He's got a little Brady on him. Brady Quinn. Oh, you thought Tom Brady. Did you see where Brady was thinking about coming out of retirement? This was what it said in the summer. And maybe it was a joke, but but I thought it was funny because <laughs> he said that uh, people planned a retirement party and he was thinking about coming out of retirement. And so he said he couldn't do that to them. Now, I don't know where he was going to play. Maybe he's joking. Maybe. But with Tom, I don't know. Still feels like he's he has to walk. Do you see the guys who played quarterback this weekend? This is why you not only need a really good backup, you need a really good backup to the backup. And and they they're going to play 18 games. They can't play 18 games. You can't get through the season with your quarterback. If I mean if you do, you're in the minority, but all of these quarterbacks and you're going, "Who is this guy?" Who was the Vikings quarterback? Where you're going, what's his name? Jalen Hall? Yeah. Something? He gave him a tryout. Yeah. It, it, it was like a pro day, it felt like. Like, hey, you want to try a little bit? Go in there. See if you can beat the Packers. Man, oh, man. You run down the list and you go, this is. You got Joe Flacco. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's going to the playoffs, which once again leads me to the same bottom line that I've had. Robert Sala, I I would have no problem firing him if I was Jets management. And the reason being is you did lose your quarterback. 
But did you lose everybody else who was supposed to be good on this team? The Browns lost Deshaun Watson, and they got Joe Flacco. And they look good. And he's going to the playoffs. Uh, Stefanski, not my favorite coach, but he did a great job. Held them together. Going to the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Jets, wait till next year. All right. We'll take a break. We'll hear from Jim Harbaugh coming up. Phone calls. Uh, Tyler, standing by. Take your calls. Best and worst of the weekend. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll return right after this. Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Best and worst of the weekend, as we always do. Starting the week, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. A lot to recap. We'll hear from Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, 
coming up. I walked in and my New Year's resolution was ruined when I saw Fritzy. And I was like... Uh, Very nice. <laughs> That's the way we're going to kick things uh, I know. That I walked in. I go, oh, New Year's resolution's ruined. Hey, Todd. <laughs> that was a pretty straight face. You're laughing now, but at the moment, like, really? I'm just kidding. With every little bit of joking, what do they say? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of kidding. Uh, uh, there's truth in, a, in every bit of kidding or a little Something bit of kidding? Something along those lines. A little bit of truth in every bit of kidding. Something That's right. Like I know you still love me. Something like that. You don't that. like me that much. You love yeah. me. No, I do. I know. I do. All right. We'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. Here is uh, Jim Harbaugh, and uh, here is the reporter's question for him on uh, ESPN. Well, Coach, you're down here hugging players, and the first thing I hear you say to guys, I love you. Yeah. How do you describe the bond on this team that just got that win? It's a togetherness. I mean, they're, I don't think anybody can, We're so together, so connected, and uh, we were going to overcome anything that was inside this stadium. Talk to this man right here. He made we it will. happen. We will. <laughs> That was great. It was like, uh, I don't want you to be able to ask me a question about my future, Holly Rowe. He's uh, like, here, talk to Blake Corum. Come on in here, Blake. See you later. And then uh, Harbaugh went to the press conference. Here is the uh, reporter's question for Jim. Uh, congratulations, Coach. Uh, there's a lot of interest in your future. I wonder if you can tell me what the chances are that the championship game might be your last one at Michigan. <laughs> My future consists of a happy flight back to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can't wait. Uh, Jim, back to my question there. <laughs> uh, I appreciate a reporter asking the question. Um, he's not going to answer that. But... You know, it's a must-ask situation. You know, unfortunately, you should be talking about the national title game, but there have been reports out there. Jim hasn't squashed these reports. All he has to do is say, hey, I flirted with the NFL last year, and I let people know that got leaked to an NFL reporter that I was talking to the Vikings, and there's nothing to sway me the other side that he's going to stay at Michigan, and it's, you know, all you have to do is say, Look, I'm not interested in the NFL not going. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't go. It's like when Saban was with the Dolphins. They're like, are you taking the Alabama job? No, I'm not. I'm staying here. And, oh, Nick Saban took the Alabama job. You can always go back on your word. But in the moment there, I didn't think he was going to say much. Yes, Tom? He didn't answer it, but it's a little more light and fun than we're on to Washington or something you get from <laughs> Belichick. almost any other coach. Yeah. Um, here's Nick Saban. Talking about the final play of the game, here's the uh, question to the Alabama coach. Coach Saban, could you talk about the last play and what made that one the best one that, that you wanted to go with? Uh, we called three plays. Um, one they called timeout, one we called timeout, and the last one that didn't work. So the fact that it didn't work made it a really bad call. You know what I mean? So... Um, we called timeout because we had a bad look. We had a good look on the first one. Uh, they must have known it. But Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do was have a quarterback run, uh, which was kind of our two-point play, one of our two-point plays for this game. And the ball was on the three-yard line, which is just like a two-point play. So, But we didn't get it blocked, so it didn't work. We didn't execute it very well, and it didn't work. And they pressured, and we thought they would pressure 
Um, but we thought we could cap them and block, block them and make it work, and it did. But it would have worked, I think, if Milrow follows his offensive lineman. But you had a bad snap uh, for the entire game, low snaps. The entire game. That center never improved. And Milrow got it low and probably didn't wait for just a split second longer. Um, you know, maybe panicked a little bit and then ran right into the, to, to the pile there. If he follows his offensive line, he trips over one of his linemen. But if he follows and goes to the left, I think he scores a touchdown there. It's like Texas. A better pass from Quinn Ewers on the final play. Texas may have won that game last night. I mean, that, these games came down to one or two plays. By the way, the Rose Bowl's wonderful. I don't care who's playing in the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl setting is still magical. It's wonderful. And, you know, we wait for the sunset at the Rose Bowl. I just remember being on the, the East Coast, Midwest growing up, and, you know, Ohio State would go out there, and then they would get, you know, bludgeoned by USC. And, but I was like, man, what a great setting to have your team get crushed. You know, because I grew up an Ohio State and Notre Dame fan. And I just remember Ohio State would go to the Rose Bowl and you'd go, God, it really is a pretty sunset. And Ohio State's getting blown out. And then watching last night, and Herbie talked about this, because Herbie grew up not too far from where I'm from. And uh, you just you looked at the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is sort of like the garden. You know, it's Madison Square Garden. You know, when LeBron plays the Knicks, he's not playing the Knicks. LeBron's in the garden. And the Rose Bowl is the same way. It just makes a, a game bigger. And something about that setting, the fact that, you know, when, you, when you're going to the stadium, you're like driving through a neighborhood, and all of a sudden there's the Rose Bowl. I mean, Lambo's like that as well. You're driving through a neighborhood, and all of a sudden a stadium pops up. And just, you know, there's a few of those stadiums that are still in existence. You know, even Fenway, when you're, you're there and you're walking around the neighborhood, and all of a sudden, yeah, there's Fenway. Still love that. But watching the Rose Bowl last night, that was a, a great setting. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Buddha leads us off in San Francisco. Hi, Buddha. What up, DP? Hey, bud. You know what? You know what they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder, Dan. <laughs> Great to have you boys back. Even you, Fritzy. Nice sweatshirt. Thank you. Um, but, Dan, who had Ooh. a better weekend than the Harbaugh brothers? No. <laughs> That's a good call, Buddha. That's a good call. You're right. And best of the weekend, DP. Kyler Murray and the fighting white onesies taking out Philly on the road. What? <laughs> Uh, allowing me and Marvin Ziners to lock up the number one seed in the NFC. Time to get healthy on our bye. And the worst of the weekend, Dan, going back to Saturday, Dan Campbell and his plums of steel getting jobbed in Dallas, DP. I mean, you say it all the time. If you're a referee and we know your name, Brad Allen, that's probably not good. Thank you, Buddha. Good phone call. He's right about Jim and John. You know, John had a quietly, you know, sneaky, great weekend. And, and I like how, you know, some of the Dolphin reporters are upset that the Ravens were piling it on. Meanwhile, the Dolphins put up 70 points against Denver earlier this year. I, like, you guys are pros. Go out there. Play. Yes, you know, it's a shame Bradley Chubb got injured. 
late in the game. Should he have been out there in the first place? But Lamar Jackson wanted to win the MVP. He won the MVP. As if he didn't win it maybe against San Francisco, he certainly won it against Miami and then won't be playing this weekend. We'll talk about the NFL scenarios that'll uh, you know maybe playing out this weekend, including Buffalo against Miami. Buffalo could be the two seed or not make the playoffs. So the final game of the final weekend of the regular season, and there'll be a whole lot on the line. All right, uh, let's see. Andrew in Washington. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan and Danette. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and welcome back for your much-deserved break. Um, I have a best and worst of the week, and my best is kind of under the radar, not football-related, but any time that you can tie a Wilt Chamberlain record, it's amazing. So Nikola Jokic tied Wilt with his third career triple-double on 100% shooting from the field and the free-throw line in a 142-105 win over Memphis December 28th. And then my worst, you guys have talked about it, you put it in the poll question, yes, David Tepper and the Panthers had the worst weekend. And my Panthers getting shut out, not only having a drink thrown, but getting shut out 26 to nothing. They had been shut out in 342 games. And then David Tepper taking his frustrations out, being the worst owner, taking another step towards Daniel Snyder by throwing a drink on a fan. When fans have done this, they have been banned indefinitely yeah. from NFL games. Yeah. I really want to see what Roger Goodell does to an <laughs> owner that did it. Yeah, I know. When a fan does it, oh, shame on you. You're not allowed back in. When an owner does it, what he's are you going to do? He's the owner. I know. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Are, are they the gonna, owner. Are they going to make him sit in a, a suite that has a window on it so he can't throw you know, water, you know, know, drinks on people? <laughs> yeah, Paul. There is a little bit of a prerequisite for this one. In 2009, the Titans owner who passed away a few years ago, Bud Adams, was fined 250000 for making just an obscene gesture at a fan. No fan contact, nothing was thrown. If I started at two fifty, where do you think where do you think the fine is for David Tepper? I'm going north of two fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna go a half million. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Seaton. Is he gonna do another lame press conference where he sits down and says, I'm, this starts with me. This starts <laughs> with me. I uh, take full responsibility for my actions. I uh that's always, I mean, that that's pretty much the script now. If it, if it's a coach, if it's a player, you know, hey, a quarterback, it starts with me. Yeah. I wonder if the league should be like, you know what, David, this might not be for you. <laughs> uh, this whole ownership yeah. thing, it's been a long couple of years. Eh, this might not be for you. Yeah. If you can't handle it's not going to get much better anytime soon with Carolina. That's for sure. Or he, he's not allowed to have a drink when he goes there. And, you know, you, you could put in some language there. Maybe um, maybe let the fans throw a drink on him. How about payback? Yeah, Paul. If you're the fan, I'm not kidding. Would, would you, could you sue the owner for having a drink thrown on you? Public humiliation. That's, a, that's an opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. Or settle out of court for, like, free drinks for the rest of your life. Like David Tepper has to buy your drinks for the rest of your life. I'm not. I'm not a lit- litigious person. Yeah, it always you're feels not. Like, no, <laughs> I don't know the fan or fans. I would have been in a neck brace after that. <laughs> Slip on the ice. <laughs> uh, missing work again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gin and tonic. Oh. <laughs> my pores. Um, I, I'm betting lawsuit. Some type of settlement. 
<laughs> sure, why not? If, if you're going to sue him, great. You know, it's like Elon Musk. You know, if you want to sue him, go sue him. Yeah. He's not going to feel it. Yes, Todd. And whether you think the fans deserved it or not, whatever they were saying, besides the fact that an owner just can't do that, you're probably hitting some innocent people, possibly some kids as well. You can't control where your liquid is going when you just throw it in the direction of fans. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're back. You're are. back. Yep, postseason going. If, if my little son or little daughter's getting hit with the... Uh, and here we go. It. You're, you're making an early start for wow. least valuable. I'm tapping out. You can't control where that liquid's going. You can't control it, Dan. You cannot. No. You cannot control where that liquid's going. And what would happen if my son or daughter? Think of the children, Mr. Tepper. It's always about the children. How do you explain that to a little kid? Now the kid's traumatized, doesn't want to go to a game anymore because someone threw a drink at them? No, then you go, you see what we did to him? We got him so angry that he threw that gin and tonic on us. Oh, Okay. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah, good. Now go do that. Try to make people so angry that they want to hit you through the the rest of your life, son. (sighs) Aaron in Missouri. Good morning, Aaron. What's on your mind? Morning, DP. Morning, Morning. Dan. Morning. back. Thank you. Just a quick thought. Uh, Best of the weekend, Condoleezza Rice and the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. We have one versus two in the national championship game. And you mentioned earlier Georgia. As the playoffs expand, four weeks ago we had one versus eight, eight beat number one. Aren't we going to see more of this? Uh, sure, I guess. I mean, we're going to have, like your team is going to be your team when they show up for a bowl game because now you're in the playoffs. I don't know if you're going to have players who opt out getting ready for the NFL or they want to be in the transfer portal. You know, you might have second stringers who may opt out in the playoff situation. Uh, Texas had their backup quarterback, Malik Murphy. He opted out, went to the transfer portal. But at least the games have a chance to be a reasonable facsimile of these rosters. Because that was the shame. You know, I watched the Florida State game, and, and I felt bad because Florida State wasn't truly represented. It, it felt like... Um, one was playing a scrimmage and the other one was playing for, you know, to showcase their talent and that they should have been one of the final four teams. I mean, that's how Georgia approached this game. Florida State did not. And it wasn't truly reflective of the team that they had. But, you know, Georgia, to me, had a legitimate great. If, if they lose that game to Alabama, let's say they play in Atlanta in October, then... We're going to view. We would have viewed that differently, but it's it's when it when they lost. I mean, it was a quality loss. But you can't tell me that Georgia's not better than these two teams that are playing for the title. I mean, I I truly believe they are. They're, that these teams aren't better than Georgia, and Vegas thought that too. They had Georgia favored over these teams, but you know. So you can say, and look, I'm on record as saying Florida State wonderful season. But I don't think that you're one of the four best teams to play for the national championship right now. I'm sorry. You know, and, you know, you're trying to get out of the ACC, but you wanted us to notice the ACC and, 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 you know, to give you credit for going undefeated in the ACC. And then you wanted us to give you credit for having a backup quarterback who's capable. The backup quarterback is not even, he's transferring. You're bringing in DJ Uyunglele. So, 
we were trying to buy into who you are or what you are. You weren't buying into it either. But Florida State, I wish that that would have been, you know, reflective of their rosters, that it would have been a little bit more of a competitive game. Do I think Georgia still would have beaten them handily? I do. I think Georgia was a great team this year. And the past two years, they win national titles. They won 29 in a row. They lost one game on a neutral site by three. They would have a gripe. And do I think if they played Alabama 10 times, I think they're winning seven times. I think Georgia was that good. Washington, wonderful story. But I think Georgia's better than Washington. And that's just my opinion, but it's also Vegas's opinion. And they matter a lot because they don't put in feelings. They just give you the, the honest look at a team or a matchup, a game. They don't factor in like, oh, we really like them because we like that coach. It was, you know, that same thing with the national title. I mean, I'd love for Washington to win because it would be poetic to say to the Pac-12, there you go, nice console, there you go, nice parting gift. Thank, thank you for ruining this conference here. Now, does the Pac-12 get a, you know, they get a championship trophy to put in a trophy case that they don't have a trophy case probably anymore? Do they have offices? Do they have a trophy case? I don't case? even know. Like, hey, the Pac-12 won a national t- Oh, that's right. There is no Pac-12. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! We're going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. JJ takes the snap, hands it off to Corum. Outside to the 15, hesitates to the 10. Blake Corum inside the 5. Blake Corum with an outstanding run. Touchdown, Wolverines. And John, that may be one of the best runs of Blake Corum's career. And Michigan takes a six-point lead here in overtime. That's courtesy of Learfield Sports. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by the great folks at TireRack.com. The official tire experts of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the tire decision guide. It's easy to use. Full lineup of Firestone tires. Special offers there. Mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Uh, Brandon in Michigan. Hey, Brandon. Welcome to the program. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, how's it going? Happy New Year, Dan Bennett. Thank you, Brandon. You too. Thanks for taking my call. Six six, well marbled two sixty. <laughs> medium time listen, medium time listener, tenured member of the DPC. All right. I got a couple of things here. The first off, best of the weekend was my ball shutting out Iowa. Worst of the weekend, Michigan winning because now I got to do with all these obnoxious Michigan fans up here. <laughs> Good luck, Brandon. Got another week of that. But if they win the national title, you got a few more months. Well, maybe even longer for that. Uh, let's see. Gil in Arizona. Hi, Gil. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, sir. Uh, best and worst. The FSU game getting smacked. And the worst part is that they realized and knew they were going to get smacked, so they decided to have everybody opt out just so they could have, hear the excuses, like you said about 10 minutes ago on the show. All right. Well, thank you, Gil. Yeah, I don't know if that's why they opted out, so they'd have a legitimate excuse. I know that that was put up there immediately after the game by a lot of analysts uh, with Florida State ties. You know, your pride gets hurt, you didn't get in, and then you know, you're going to play Georgia. And Georgia wanted to prove that they belong in there. And, you know, they had Carson back. I mean, they had their starting quarterback. But that that's a really talented team. Georgia is extremely talented. And they were left out. So, I know Florida State has a legitimate gripe. I think Georgia does, too. Because I think Georgia's still the best team in college football. Uh, Sean in Oregon. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I got best and worst. Okay. Uh, worst is Liberty. A school from the USA Football Conference, a school founded by Jerry Falwell, somehow making it to a New Year's Day bowl game. That that was pretty sad. And the best was seeing our little brother Beaver somehow score, get only two yards rushing on the ground in the Sun Bowl. I mean, how do you only get two yards rushing on the ground? That's <laughs> got to be a bowl record. Good going, Beavers. All right. Thank you, John. Upset. <laughs> Upset with his Oregon State Beavers. 
Um, the average margin of victory in bowl games this year is 16 points. Second biggest average margin of victory since uh, 2000. And uh, only surpassed by 2018 when the average margin of victory was 17. Yeah, this is, this is a concern for these bowl games, is getting quality competition to face one another. It, it, it felt like every bowl game, the starting quarterback was not playing. Now, these were the games that didn't mean anything. They, everybody was transferring. And, you know, that's what you're tuning in. There's familiarity in college football. Uh, or at least there used to be. Now you're tuning in, you're like, uh, hey, let me see who uh, might be our quarterback in the spring game here. Here's one for you. Since the start of the college football playoffs in 2014, there have been three ranked teams that have been shut out in bowl games. All Big Ten teams. Iowa lost to Tennessee. Ohio State got blown out by Clemson in the 2016 Fiesta Bowl. And Michigan State was shut out by Alabama in the 2015 Cotton Bowl, 38 to nothing. And congrats to Missouri, because Missouri has always been, it always felt like, hey, Missouri. And then Missouri doesn't turn out to be, you know, what we thought. But you know what? This coach doesn't back down. Not afraid. And uh, now, look, I don't know if Ohio State cared. That's why whenever I bet, I always bet on the team that, you know, wanted to win. It cared, they cared more about this. Like Rutgers against Miami. Do I think Miami cared about that game? No, I don't. Do I think it mattered to Rutgers? Yes. And the, the game that I remember betting on, UCLA was playing Wyoming in a bowl game. And I knew UCLA did not want to be in that bowl game. But Wyoming really wanted to be in that bowl game. And Wyoming won that game. And you're watching these bowl games. I don't know if either team wants to be in these bowl games. You're watching and you're going, uh, I don't know. Iowa, do you want to be here? Getting shut out. Ohio State losing? Yeah, Paul. Missouri had a great season, 10-2. and two, And that, that LSU game midseason, they had a very good chance to win that one. And they put up a respectable score. They lost 30-21 to Georgia, which is, yeah. those are their two losses. Yeah. It's a very good season. Yeah. That, uh, and, they, you know, they've had quarterbacks before where you're going, all right, this guy, you know, go back to Chase Daniel or Drew Locke. They've had a few of them. Was uh, Brad Smith was uh, he was oh, all purpose? Oh, Wait, that's a great reference. Was Brad Smith with the Jets? Correct. He was a Wildcat Return. returner, yeah. wide receiver, Wildcat. Great Brad Smith ball. <laughs> Respect. Coming up, Rick Neuheisel, former college coach, will join us. Talk to him about last night. Also, is it time to move the transfer portal ahead? Maybe after the bowl games. Are the two best teams playing for the national title? That'll be coming up. Hour one in the books. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.